everyone, and welcome back to the Not Yet Titled Podcast. Uh, this is our first live-ish show. We're not exactly live, but we are recording together in the studio apartment that Ken has set up for us. I'm your host, Shane, and here is my co-host, Ken. How's it going? Say hello to the people. Hello. How is, how's it going? It's going well. Uh, so today, today's topic, uh, we're going to talk about, with COVID uh, kind of breaking up, uh, upcoming movies that we're looking forward to seeing here this summer. Um, but before we do that, I want to kind of touch base on a couple other things, Ken. Um, yeah. You were discussing about possibly purchasing a Tesla last night. Uh, what have you found out in your research? Are you still Tesla bound? Um, I don't, I'm still uncertain. Uh, I've been looking, I mean, I've been looking at them for a while, obviously. I like the idea. I mean, as far as technology, there's nothing even close. I think they're so far ahead of everybody else out there. The range is, is mostly there. The big thing right now with, and, and you know, I think like the global chip shortage and everything is the cost. So like, I mean, a, a, a base, like current cheapest model three you can get, I think are around 39,000, 40,000, something like that. Uh, right now, those models selling brand new are about fifty-five or sixty thousand. Yeah, I imagine with the chip shortage going on right now, there's probably a big markup. Um, so, why the sudden change towards Tesla? You said you've been looking for it, looking at it for a while. Personally, I just thought you got a new SUV recently, and now you're now you're already Tesla bound. Uh, you're just looking on saving gas money, the environment. I mean, that a little bit of both, but also, I mean, so. Primarily for me to drive, like to work or whatever, I, you know, I, I probably drive, and I have a fairly sizable drive. I probably drive eighty miles a day, maybe a hundred. Right. I can easily do that. You know what I mean? In, on in any vehicle, um, even a smart car will do that, I believe. Um, but I mean, it, right now I go through about a tank of fuel a week um, on my little four cylinder Mazda, which is not cheap. Probably. It depends where you buy, when you buy, but yeah, I mean it. it you know, it's what, 40, 50 bucks. It's premium. So it's probably $50, 12-gallon tank. And uh, for people who uh, listen outside of the area that we uh, live in, we live in Illinois, but we both work in Missouri. I assume you are getting your gas in Missouri where it is yeah, cheaper. Yes, I typically try to, even if I get to the point where I don't have enough to make it there, I'll put just enough to get into Missouri and then later that day fill up. Illinois loves their taxes and they love taxing our gas. Maybe one day that'll go away and we'll have the cheap gas. Well, see, that's the other thing. I mean, so kind of a couple benefits to going EV. One is obviously you don't buy gas. You pay for electricity to charge, but that's a drop in the bucket compared to gas. Uh, the other is the tax credit. So uh, right now, federal tax credit, I think, is $7,500 for buying an EV. Oh, wow. Um how much is the the charging station that you have to put in your garage? You said you could do it yourself. So they come with a destination charger, which is basically like 110 volt, just plug it into your wall. Um, but I think those take, don't quote me on this, but I mean, it's upwards of like, it, it's almost a day, like a full 24 hours to charge the thing on one of them. The higher end, like the, they, they, so they're tiered. Uh, I think the next one up, like the tier two or whatever it is they call it, uh, I think they're, don't quote me, but like maybe $1,500. 
I think the one thing holding me back from getting a Tesla, other than the cost of the product, is that I don't have a garage where I could just kind of park it in and charge it. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't even begin to fathom how I would charge that outside of my house in my driveway. Um, I've already had someone steal my hose. I don't need someone stealing my Tesla charger. So, yeah, it's and I actually I take that back because I just while, while we were talking, I looked it up and um, it looks like their 50 amp ones have come way down and they're actually about 700 bucks. That's not too shabby in the grand scheme of things. Um, and those are relatively I mean, you can get, I think, basically a full charge in about eight or 10 hours. I think that's what I would do. I already run my gas tank pretty low. Um, I can't imagine being almost on empty, but then having to charge my car for 24 hours. I'm pretty sure I'd be left stranded. And uh, you can't exactly go to the gas station to get gasoline for a Tesla. I wonder how that works. If you can buy like a portable charger or something like that exists. They do. They do. They Like I said, they. I mean, well, that and I mean, so the superchargers, their network of chargers. I mean, I think there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 60,000 of them in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, mostly cities, right? Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, there's a lot of them that are just kind of like at a gas station out right off the highway out in the middle of nowhere. You know, I mean, they have them everywhere. I wonder if like Google Maps tells you where the charging stations are, or if you have to get like a special Tesla map. I wonder how that all that all works. Uh, so they their their in car navigation is Google Maps, and the superchargers are on the map. Uh, I, the number I was off, by the way, it's twenty, little bit over twenty five thousand. But like, for example, in the region, in the city we live in, there's like three different supercharger stations. Only three. How well, long? How long did you say the superchargers work for? How how quickly will they charge? Yeah. Um, Is that like two hours? Oh, less, way less. Uh, you can get up to two hundred miles of range in fifteen minutes. Oh wow. Yeah, that ain't too bad. Um, why not get the Ford Lightning that you were talking about? I'm that, that's the other one. I mean, so initially, that's what got me looking at EVs in the first place. Mm-hmm. We were going to go ahead and put our reservation down for one of those. Um, they start about the same amount of money. They're about right at forty thousand, but of course, it's much more utilitarian, right? I mean, it's it's a truck, a full size four-door truck with a wheel drive and the bed and all that good stuff. The big thing is if you want one of the, if you want a lightning very well equipped, the price goes up really quickly. The base model, the $40,000, that's a work truck. That's what they call a fleet vehicle. Mm-hmm. If you want, you know, anything more, the bigger screen or the, you know, the, the little bit better equipped interior, like they climb over sixty thousand dollars really quickly, and the top tier, the platinum, is ninety thousand. Yeah, I'll just sign me up for the forty thousand one. I don't need all the bells and whistles. I hardly haul anything. I just like to have a truck every once in a blue moon. You know, we buy a couch or or something that doesn't quite fit in the SUV. It's going to be curious where the EV market's going to be heading towards. You know, in the future, you got Ford kind of climbing aboard. I is that their first EV? I mean, mostly everyone's kind of doing hybrid. I don't, um, I'm, not a, I'm not a car guy, so I don't really know. They they make other uh, so they have the Mustang Mach E, which is like their crossover SUV. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of their first. Well, so they have, they have the E Transit as well. You know the Transit vans like Amazon uses. Right. They make those in electric as well, but I don't think you. I don't think anybody. I think those are commercial only. Um, I don't think you or I can go buy one. 
so I would say their first, you know, publicly available is probably the Mustang Mach-E. Okay. Well, we can agree that whenever you buy your electronic vehicle that I'll be your first friend that gets to drive in it. I know your wife's going to get to be in it, but I want to be your first friend. I want (laughs) to drive in a Tesla (laughs) or a truck. And one perk you didn't mention is I believe with these electronic cars, you could just sleep in your car and it takes you to your destination isn't that how the autopilot works um not so much i mean i don't i don't know <laughs> not, no not really um so you have to be i know a lot of them you have to put your hands on the wheel every so many seconds or it'll take itself out of autopilot and it'll it'll pull it'll literally pull over and shut down so you're, um, what you're saying is i can't go get smashed drunk somewhere and have my car drive me home I, and put me in my house. I don't think we're there yet. No, Ugh. I don't know that for, you know, I, I don't know how the, so Ford has one called, I, I don't quote me. I think it's blue motion or something like that. I don't know how good it is. I don't know how it works. The Tesla one's pretty good, but you still have to be there and be present and interact with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for the future. I, I wonder what's next. I wonder if we're finally going to get that flying car after these cars come out. I mean, that's like the next step, right? Flying car? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I don't know if we're ready for flying cars. I mean, we can't even, uh, you know. Yeah, they got autopilot, though. You'll be fine. They'll just take you home, and uh, you probably like, sleep in that, too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking like fifth element level of stuff here. Is that what you, <laughs> I mean? Probably. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I think that's a ways off yet. I really do. No, I don't think we'll ever see a flying car. Not in our lifetime. That's fine. Honestly, I, I'll be honest. I I really want an EV because, I mean, it, if nothing else, we talked about, you know, doing something like the F-150 is our secondary vehicle that doesn't see a lot of mileage. But, I mean, that's a really cool secondary vehicle. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, but I don't, I don't think any of them. I mean, the Tesla's way ahead of the game right now as far as how quickly they can charge and their range and all that. But... I think for them to be, for me to take them seriously anyway and use that as my everyday driver, the car I depend on, they've got to be better than their gas counterparts. They have to have more range. They have to be more reliable. And right now, they're they're just not there yet. They'll get there eventually. Yep. Well, I think that's enough electronic vehicle talk. Uh, I want to do a little follow-up, Ken. Uh, in our first episode, we talked about 80s uh, movies, our top five uh, which this episode will actually not have a top five. This is our first episode not having a top five, I believe. We're top five list. We're top five list this episode. I did end up watching that Raising Arizona movie with Nicolas Cage, <laughs> and I do have to say, it held up quite nicely. It was pretty. It was really funny. I would say there was no. Um, it didn't have any kind of '80s cheese to it or anything like that. It was really weird seeing Nicolas Cage with all that hair and how young he looked. It's it's that's from like the mid to late eight. I want to say eighty seven. Uh, but it is it's one of those movies, kind of like you know, it, it it seems timeless, you know. Right. I was I was shocked by I didn't know John Goodman was in that movie. Uh, I just I never seen a clip or that movie never played on TV. I I had never caught a piece of that movie ever, and uh, I think Holly Hunter's in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she got better looking with age uh really i haven't seen her i haven't i mean she was in the superman movie uh man of steel the second one the crappy one batman versus superman i think but uh she's got to be getting up there in age though now i mean back you know i mean 
I mean, I saw she was in some show like ten years ago where she saw like some kind of guardian angel or whatever, and she looked pretty good there. I don't know. She looked like a little baby in uh, in that movie. I don't I don't know how Raising Arizona ever like kind of I missed that movie, but I'm glad I watched it. It was really good. Yeah, no, it's like I said, it's one of those movies that it, it's like um, you know a Beetlejuice or uh, you know uh, it, it's timeless. Like it, it doesn't like you said, there's no 80s cheese or anything like that. It it holds up. Yeah, it, it does, and. Uh, Speaking of movies, let's kind of uh, segue into our our next segment here with COVID finally almost over. I guess it feels like it's over. I mean, we're vaccinated, so we're pretty much gods right now. Um, It's over for us, you know. I no longer have to wear a mask. That's weird, right? Like, I'm still kind of adjusting to that. I went to Walmart the other day, and I took my mask with me just to be safe. Because now I'm at this phase where like, I don't want to appear to be an asshole not wearing a right, mask. Right, they're like, look at this fuck. Yeah, like this fucking asshole spreading his germs everywhere. But I'm a... Do you, well, that, I, I got to ask, I got to ask, do you carry your card with you everywhere you go? Because you're afraid somebody's going to be like, hey, buddy. <laughs> do, I think it's like a HIPAA violation if they ask. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I do have my card. I just kind of stuck it in my wallet. Just from the first time I got my first shot, I just never thought anything of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I do have my card on me. I've yet to have to, you know, show my identification that I'm legit. Oh, that'd be kind of funny. Just be browsing around at Walmart and someone's like, uh, sir, I need to see your COVID card. I need to see that you're vaccinated. I don't know if that's even a well, thing. Well, it's been so long. Like, I mean, I literally, I think we mandated like March of, of 2020, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, for for state and local anyway. I mean, so it's been over a year, year and three months, something like that. Yeah, I don't. don't, Yeah, we just went to the grocery store. I don't think we had to wear a mask. I know we wore a mask in there because I just didn't see any signs. And um, if you've listened to our earlier episodes, I don't read too well, Uh, so (laughs) I just wear the mask so I don't have to try to read doors or signs. It's not. It's not worth that argument for a five minute trip. (laughs) Right, right. And I got my Chinese mask, which is probably not a good idea to have uh, d- trying to, you know, protect myself from a sickness. But I can actually breathe really well in it. I used to wear it, you know, during COVID times when I didn't want to feel suffocated. I use my real mask at work, so I don't get anyone sick. So funny story, by the way, related to that. I, I don't mean to shoot off topic. but no, That's all right. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody the other day and she was telling me that, you know, <clears throat> it's really weird that the mask mandate is lifting because she's so used to wearing a mask she went to like walmart or whatever Mm -hmm. and she's in walmart and she caught herself like making faces at people and she's like oh shit they can see me like i don't have a mask on (laughs) like and was so embarrassed she just left (laughs) (laughs) well where i work i i wear a mask around i normally wear a mask around my neck and i found myself getting out of my desk space and i'm always grabbing for that mask and it's not there anymore yeah it's definitely it was a change. It was a weird change to have to go to wearing masks because when it first started, I'm like, I'm gonna look like a doofus. I'm be one of the first people wearing a mask. I'm gonna look like an idiot, and now everybody's doing it. And now I'm also worried about being looking like an idiot, not wearing a mask. <laughs> We're not supposed to anymore. Uh, so it's 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 quite the change. Yeah, no, without a doubt, I still default to mask. I mean, it's just it's been a, over a year. It you know, you get out of the car, you grab your mask. Yeah, it's just easier, and it's not worth the headache, and I I don't want a crazy person going after me for not wearing a mask. I don't want them in my space. So I just feel like putting a mask on 
See, that's your defense, though. When the crazy person comes up and gets in your, you're like, hey, social distancing, bro. Back up. I'm kind of curious. When you know, once COVID's over, like once it's kind of like declared, you know, maybe just like flu-like, where we'll probably see cases like just like the flu. Um, We're no scientists, by the way. I I might just be pulling stats out of my ass. So um, don't quote me on anything scientifically (laughs) and say, well. Shane from the Not Yet Titled Podcast said... I, I do that all the time. I quote you. Damn it. Damn it. I knew you would. But um, I've I already lost my train of thought <laughs> on what I was talking about. Oh, I'm curious how... I'm curious how, like, going forward, people are probably going to... You're probably going to see more people wearing masks than, than they usually do. Even after COVID's gone. I, I've, I've heard... You know, I have a friend. Uh, he told me that ever since he's been wearing a mask, he, one, has, has gotten sick less... Um, hasn't caught other things and it's also helped out with his allergies. So it's something he's probably going to do, you know, going forward and, and, and some public spaces. So I think we're going to see an uptick in, uh, in mask wearers. I feel like your friend is weird. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I get it. I just, I'm ready to be over with the masks. It's liberating. <laughs> it's so liberating not to have to wear a mask anymore. Um, but I still don't want sick assholes to be coughing on me or anything. So I don't know. I'm torn. I don't know. I, I'm like I said, I'm vaccinated. I know you're vaccinated. I, it was not mandated that I get it, but your work paid you to get it right. They offered they, you money and they, there, yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a, so they pay out a bonus for people that are vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't, the, I didn't even know about, I, I had already had the first shot before I even knew they were doing that. Nice. I didn't get, I did not get compensated whatsoever. <laughs> um, but I also didn't get sick. Uh, a lot of people got sick after the shots. I, I did not have any, sim- other than a sore arm, that was like my only symptom. Oh yeah, that was, well, no, actually, no, I'll tell you what, the second one hit me pretty good. The second dose, I, I actually took a day off. Oh, wow. Um. I did not. I'm a trooper, but I also got it done on Saturday, so I had Sunday to kind of deal with it. Yeah. And then back at work on Monday. Um, but to kind of segue back into what we're here to talk about, I didn't mean to go on a COVID tangent there, but, uh, you know, it's relevant. It's a relevant topic. Everybody's dealing with it right now. Uh, we're going to talk about movies that we are looking forward to this summer. Theaters are opening up. All the movies from last year are finally coming out, uh, some later than um, I want them to. But uh, Ken, I'll have go ahead and have you kick this off. Um, what movie are you looking the most forward to? If you asked me a week ago, I would have said Top Gun Maverick, probably. Okay. But now, uh, you know, per our conversation just earlier today, um, I'm kind of looking forward to this Dune remake. Okay. Yeah, Dune is. I don't know much about Dune. I know it's a desert base scene. Uh, I know there was like a video game, like some kind of Dune computer game. I think I tried playing back in the day. I didn't really understand it or anything Dune related. I think the game was hard as hell too. Um, But the thing I'm looking forward to about Dune is the cast is really strong. And uh, the director, uh, Dennis Villanueva, I probably butchered his name. Uh, he's done a lot of movies that I've liked. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, Sicario, and probably one of my favorite movies of all time, Prisoners, if you've never seen it. But uh, very, very 
much looking forward to this movie and seeing what he does with it. It's probably going to be beautiful, and I'm probably definitely going to see it in theater. I think this one actually will be on HBO Max. Um, really? I feel like we're always plugging streaming devices, but I guess when we're talking about movies and television shows, that's probably going to happen. Online, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, uh, yes, Dune looks very good. Uh, anything else? I know we're... You know what? We're just going to jump to it. You talked about Top Gun coming out. I'm very excited for Top Gun. Uh, fun fact about Shane here. I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. Didn't realize I was a Tom Cruise fan until I realized I own a lot of Tom Cruise movies. Um, I wouldn't say Top Gun is in my top five Tom Cruise movies. Uh, I was probably a little young when Top Gun came out, so I wasn't really exposed to it as much as uh, other people were. But uh, Top Gun Maverick looks very that might be the most excited movie I am right now. I'm the most excited for this movie uh coming out. I think it comes out around Christmas or whatever. Yeah, um I believe they're shooting for November third week like right around uh Thanksgiving. Okay. And I purposely left off superhero movies. I'm always looking forward to superhero movies. Um but I kind of want to just jump into the you know movies that are not part of major franchises except for one I'm going to mention. But uh, I'm also very excited for the new Ghostbusters movie called Ghostbusters Afterlife from our 80s conversation. I believe Ghostbusters was on your top five list. It, it is actually, yeah. It, it was right there behind Top Gun and Dune. You know, the at first I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. They're making another Ghostbusters. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But right. Then I started looking at the cast and I'm like, oh, shit. Like Paul Rudd can't go wrong with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, uh, Annie Potts. Like they're they're bringing back all the Sigourney Weaver. I wonder, I wonder, and I hope we get Rick Moranis. He's been on hiatus for a very long time. I think everybody needs some Rick Moranis back in their life. I'm hoping he's there. And I watched the, I kind of watched the trailer. I haven't seen it since it debuted last year. I think they're being kind of secretive about how the original Ghostbuster cast is going to be used. I do hope they have a ma- bigger role in it than just like cameos like the girl Ghostbusters was, which by the way, right. I didn't mind that movie. A lot of people hate on that movie. I thought it was a decent little Ghostbusters movie. Um, but um, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's the, you probably- know, the, the big thing also, you know who it's directed by, right? It's directed by his son. I yeah. think the original director's son. Uh, Jason Reitman, yeah. Ivan Reitman, uh, I think he died about two, three years ago. I don't, I didn't realize he was dead. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he died uh, a few years back, but his son is is uh, wrote and directed it. I don't know if I've seen any of his movies, his I, son's movies, rather. Oh. Ivan Reitman, though, he's done a lot of movies, and he I did exactly. not realize... So uh, oh, he's actually still alive. Actually, is he really? I thought Ivan he Reitman still alive. I think you might be thinking Egon died. The guy uh, that played Egon passed away a couple years ago. I'm thinking of somebody else then. Um, but Jason Reitman, uh, he he did Up in the Air, good movie. Uh, Juno, great movie. Uh, so I mean, he's been around a little bit. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize I was seeing some of his movies too. Yeah. So but, I, Ivan Reitman, I mean, he did. He was, but I think he did Stripes, right? I think he had his hands in a lot of um, 80 comedy style movies, including Ghostbusters, which is the great, one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, greatest <laughs> concepts. I, I just, 
I wish that we had more Ghostbusters stuff happening. Maybe this kind of kicks it off. I don't think the girl remake kind of had some poor reception reception. So maybe we see something there, but I feel like we can have a whole podcast that's talking about Ghostbusters <laughs> and Voltron. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else is on your list of movies that you're looking forward to? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The next Matrix, Matrix 4. I'm not, I'll be honest with you. I'm not as excited for this. I, I'm, I'm interested still. Like, I'm, I'm, it's got me intrigued. Like, you know, I like Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss. I mean, you know, they, they got a lot of the original cast back. I actually I, just rewatched. I, Matrix came out, I think, like late 90s and, uh, maybe early two thousands or aughts. I don't know what they call. I think they call that the aughts. Yes. But, um, I really, I liked the movie, but it gained a lot of traction. Like it was a incredibly popular movie amongst my friends. I didn't see the greatness in that movie that they did. Um, I will have to say, I just recently watched the matrix, uh, for the first time, probably in at least 10 years. And I actually enjoyed it a lot more this go around than I recall, liking it when I originally watched it. Of course, the sequels were made. They don't, I don't even think they had a plan for those sequels, um, but they made them anyways. They were okay. I like the Mech Warrior battles that took place, I think, in the third one. I don't yeah. remember. I'm, I'm kind of vague on what I remember. On, on Matrix lore. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really curious what they can do with today's technology and with the Matrix 4 and, and what it's about. And I don't even remember how the Matrix ended. So do you recall how that series ended? Uh no, not I mean it's been a while ago. I'd have to go back and rewatch. I you know, it's like I want to go back and rewatch it, but then I remember those movies weren't that great, and I don't know if I want to spend time doing that. They were okay. I mean, I you know the Wachowski, I guess I'll call them Wachowski sisters now. Yeah, I um, didn't know that. By the way, that's kind of weird. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not even gonna touch on that, but. Um, <laughs> They, you know, they're great movie makers. They're great storytellers. No doubt about that. Like, they, I'm curious to see what, what they can do now, 15 years on, you know, you know, better technology. Like, because all three of the Matrix movies, say what you want, but their, their effects and, and movie making were groundbreaking. I completely agree with you. Uh, the Matrix started that kind of slow motion bullet uh, time. action. Yeah, bullet time. Oh, yeah. I remember Max Payne. Max Payne did that really well. That was a fun little game. Movie sucked. Uh, <laughs> never finished it. <laughs> I uh, could not recommend that movie at all to anybody. I'm also, it's like the ninth one in the series. I'm excited for the new Fast and the Furious movie. It's got John Cena in it. I'm curious to see how he plays as a bad guy. The movie's kind of been ridiculous since about the sixth one. As long as you go in knowing it's going to be ridiculous, you're probably going to have a pretty good time watching the movie. Yeah, I I just can't get on board with. I mean, I the first three, maybe four, like we're okay. Like after like five, I'm like, all right, enough. You know, come on, enough's enough. Like it's the it's the same thing. We're you know, <laughs> yeah. I I don't mind that. I just you know people get uppity about you know movie companies making the same movies all the time, right? Like why is there nine sequels to this movie? Why don't, you know, why don't we have new intellectual property property? 
to watch. I don't mind it. I consider it like I'll watch nine seasons of a TV show. Why wouldn't I watch nine episodes of a, you know, a movie franchise? I don't, I don't see any difference in, in any of that personally. I just, I don't know, you know, maybe 10 years ago I could deal with that many of the matrix or the, uh, fast and furious movies. I just, that, and I mean, th- those movies aren't the same without Paul Walker. Let's be honest. No, Paul Walker leaving the, I mean, leaving the franchise, like he had a choice, uh, leaving this earth pretty much is what he did. He, uh, yes. Uh, it was weird watching that, la- that last movie that he was in that they kind of had to like do a bunch of CGI for, uh, it's pretty wild. I, I sometimes wonder, I feel like these movie come, you know, someone passes away, you know, Heath Ledger passed away. Luckily for us, he shot all the scenes in the dark night, but I was, you know, I always wonder like, what were their plans with him going forward? How would a Paul Walker fit into the fast and the furious movies? Oh, I, you know, after, after that one, how would that one have ended? It would have ended a little bit differently. Well, I also feel like it would be a totally different franchise if he was still around. Well, they were already kind of going with the absurdity action over the top action scenes. I don't, I'm not sure that would have actually changed, but yeah, I, I, I do think that with Paul Walker gone, that the series took a step back, which is weird. Cause Paul Walker, I mean, Paul Walker was in some pretty okay, decent movies or whatever, but I wouldn't say he was ever like a superstar, but no, no, he, he made that franchise. Like that franchise was, Oh, abso- was absolutely. For absolutely. Sure. Do you have any other movies on your list? Uh, the only other one I really kind of, it was even on my radar and I, it's barely on my radar, but it's just because of the name, it, you know, the, the namesake is, um, snake eyes, GI, GI Joe origins. Right. I, um, I did see that. I actually thought both the GI Joe movies were a lot better than I anticipated. And I, as our, you know, action figure episode, we talked about playing with GI Joe's. I played the crap out of GI Joe's. I only know like four GI Joe's total and they're all ninjas pretty much. Those are the only ones that I remember, uh, snake eyes. And now I don't remember the other guy shadow something, um, storm shadow, storm shadow. Um, no. Okay. So I know two GI Joe's, uh, Oh, wait, the Cobra (laughs) commander, right? That's three. I don't even know who the rocker Channing Tatum played in the movies, but, uh, um, I, I, they were, um, those movies were a lot better than I anticipated. I mean, the first one was way better than the second one. Uh, I know the rock took over the, the series and then it just kind of, I guess the rock got too big for it. I'm not sure what happened there, but yeah, I'm down for any kind of ninja accent action. Sign me up. Interesting. So I have, I have two more movies on the list. I'm, I'm curious. I wouldn't say like I'm ex- excited for this movie or I tend to put the James Bond movie, no time to die. I like James Bond movies. I don't, I don't ever really go back and rewatch them, but I'm looking forward to this. I'm you know, the th- James Bond movies are always kind of pretty good, but never great in my opinion. I like James Bond movies. I always have. I don't think that just, in general, I don't think they've been the same all the way back to like Pierce Brosnan. I just don't think they've been the same. Yeah. I like the Pierce. I mean, I, Pierce Brosnan was the James Bond movies I grew up on. Those were the first ones. And I think he only had two that I really liked. Um, the first one, Goldeneye, and then the second one, 
I don't know the name of it, but the one where he got tortured in the beginning of the movie. I really like that movie. Uh, yeah, I know, I know which one you're talking about. I, 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 I don't remember the name of that one. Is that Tomorrow Never Dies? That could be. That could be it. I remember liking it. It could not be very good anymore. <laughs> like, I actually wouldn't mind going back and watching his James Bond movies. I, I, uh, I don't know if you know this, Ken, but I typically do a. Uh, I try to do New Year's resolution, like movie New Year's resolutions, where I try to, you know, I set out a goal. Like one year, I was like, I'm gonna watch all the Harry Potter movies. I could, I could never just get through them, and I did. I decided one year to be really brave, and uh, I did not follow through this resolution. I tried to watch every James Bond movie that ever existed. I didn't even watch one of them. <laughs> I just, I couldn't there, do it. There's I just, a lot. There's a lot. Like I've of- seen some Connery ones. Gosh, I'm trying to think of one of the other James Bond guys who might have been the first Bond movie I ever saw. It was before Pierce. I can't. He's got. There's Roger Moore. He's got. Uh, a, he has a big uh, eyebrow game going on. I'll know his name if I hear it. Not Sean Connery. No. Roger Moore. I think he was right before Pierce. The guy right before Pierce. Well, wasn't that? Wasn't that Roger Moore? No, I think he was older. He was like 70s or 60s. Well, so you have Daniel Craig. Pierce Brosnan, Timothy Dalton. That's who. Okay. That's the one. That's the. He was the first James Bond movie I probably saw, and then, then I think Pierce took over. So I guess he was in between Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan, Timothy Dalton. Maybe? I guess yeah. I don't really know the order of James Bonds. Yeah, I, I don't either. And Aren't you know, you? there's another. There's an actor that I. You know, I imagine at some point that. Uh, Daniel Craig will no longer be James Bond. And I have to say, I like the, the one thing I like about the newer Bond movies is they're more realistic. And, and, and does that make sense? Like they're, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. They seem like things that could happen in everyday life, not over the top. Right. So this is uh, Daniel Craig's fifth Bond movie. The last time we had a Bond that went five movies was Roger Moore in the seventies and eighties. See, I don't think I've ever seen any of the outside. Of, I know I've seen pieces of a Sean Connery one, but yeah, I'm. I'm this is a movie I see. I got a buddy that loves James Bond, so we. That's typically like a movie I can get him out of the house to go see that or any World War movies. Uh, he'll always go to. So we'll have to see how that one turns out. I don't. I still don't think any of the Daniel Craig movies have been as good as the first one was Casino Royale. That was definitely, I think, his best one. And it, I, I like Daniel Craig. I think, like, I do like Daniel Craig. I don't think Daniel Craig is a good Bond. You know who I, and I don't know if you know who this actor is, but I would love to see him as James Bond. And maybe I have one of them. I think you call it a man crush. Wait, on don't, don't let me don't don't tell me. Let me guess. Can you, I can I guess? Yes, and he is British. Okay, well then my guess went out the window. And who are you gonna guess? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So I think Henry Cavill, I think that's how you say his name, would yeah, be Cav- a great Cavill? Bond. Cavill? Yep. Maybe well, that's we, how I would say Maybe it. he'll be one of he'll be a guest and he can correct us on how to say his last name uh correctly. I think he'd make a great bond. Or not yeah, yeah. I mean he's young, right? So he'd be a good person to turn it over to. Um I've heard they might do um you know whose name's been floating around? I don't know. Oh, what's his name? I Iris Elba? Idris Idris Elba. I can't I can't say these uh, foreigner names, man, at all. This saved my life. What yeah. about um what about like a 
Benedict Cumberbatch or, or you know, he's British. I think he, I mean, I guess Marvel does it, but he'd be kind of weird because I'm when I'd see him, I would just think that he's Sherlock Holmes. You know who, and you're going to laugh at me, but you know, it just, I have this feeling, you know, who could have been a better bond than, than, um, our current bond is, and is British. Tom Cruise. Tom Hardy. Oh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy would be, I would sign me up. I would, I would not mind seeing him as, as James Bond. I'd rather see Henry Cavill, but, um, He'd be my second choice. Tom Hardy is a really good actor. He does some really cool stuff. Uh, but my my last movie, I'm I just saw a trailer for this one and it kind of piqued my interest. Have you seen anything about the movie called The Tomorrow War? War? Yes, I just when when we were kind of you know kind of running over notes, uh, it was one of the movies that I'm like, oh, what's this? And I started watching the reading about it and then watched the trailer and I was like, oh. This actually looks kind of interesting. Like, and I it was off my radar, but I, I seen it and I was like, "Oh, this kind of looks cool." I wonder if it's going to be on Prime. It's Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon movie, so I don't know if it's going to be like the you know a theatrical release and then released to Amazon shortly after. Uh, you're talking about the Tomorrow War, yeah? Yeah. So I just I like love Chris, time Chris travel. Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. I love I love time travel. So anything about going to the future. Going back in time, I would be sign me shocked up. if it's not right. Uh, you know, I don't know, but it, I mean, it's distributed by Amazon Studios, so I'd be shocked if it's not a yes, July second, Amazon Prime Video. That's what it says. So great, I'll watch it from home or on my <laughs> friend's uh, projector. Well, outside of any Marvel, you know, any superhero movie, I'm going to be down for. I could talk at length on those. But I think that kind of wraps up, uh, unless you have another movie we did not mention, I think that wraps up our conversation about movies that we're looking to, looking forward to seeing when theaters open up. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, Top Gun was top, top of both of our lists for the most part. Yeah, yeah, Top Gun, again, huge Tom Cruise fan. If any, Tom Cruise is in anything other than a musical, I'm all about it. I'm not really a huge Tom Cruise fan, but... I mean, come on, fighter jets and, you know. I'm, yeah, Tom Cruise. That's all you need to know. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Greatest actor ever. Weirdest religion ever. Uh, but that's, uh, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you for listening and uh, catch us next time. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to our show. And don't forget to follow us on notyettitled.com. Follow us on our Twitter at notyettitledpod. And make sure you like, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Audible, Pandora, and iHeartRadio.